Welcome to Creativity, the podcast where art and engine collide. In this podcast, we discuss all kinds of things, all kinds of creative endeavors from art to woodworking and life in general. Uh, today, I'm here with my co-host, Pat Regan, and we have somebody who, to, with whom many of you are familiar, our former co-host for the show, Max Maker. Now, now Max, Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, Max, as you know, makes all kinds of crazy stuff, but we're going to talk today a little bit about his actual business, which is kind of like a... You know, you could almost say a, an inventive slash maker business where he makes drawer slides for RVs, or as they call them in, I guess, British English or proper English, I guess, caravans. So, so Max, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. Yeah. Good, good. And I say, I say British English. You're you're German, but you know British English, which I guess, I guess only makes sense that you would learn that instead of, uh, you know, South African or something, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, nobody learns South African English, I think. Or or American. I guess people learn American English sometimes, right? Or Yeah, or, I, I guess it depends where your teacher learned English. So Sure. I learned American English from the TV. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too. But you know, I just wanted to, you know, get that out there. Max is from Germany and he has a business in Germany, obviously making making drawer slides for for a caravan so so max what what exactly do what exactly do i mean by that because i i think drawer slide what do, yeah what do you, uh... <laughs> well rvs uh, they typically have a uh you know you have the floor that you walk on and then underneath that there's a storage area and the storage area is obviously just as big as the entire rv so if you look at it you know from the bottom the rv is you know 10 meters long two and a half meters wide so underneath the whole floor, uh, there's another fake floor, uh, and in there you can store all kinds of stuff. But uh, if the RV is two and a half meters wide, then uh, your compartments will also be two and a half meters deep. And obviously, your arm can't reach that far, so I'm building drawer slides for that. Uh, okay. So really long drawer slides. Uh, I've got two models. One is uh, 2.2 meters long and one 1.2 meters long. So. And these and, these and, are and feet that's as as tall as a person is. Sure. Yeah. Max Max learned meters, not feet, as well. So yeah. You know, I guess uh, you know, ninety five percent of the world can understand him a little bit better. But so these drawer drawer slides, they're accessible from, you know, if you're like inside the RV, can you go down oh, through the no. floor or are they through through the outside? Uh, they have that as well, but normally it's from the outside. Okay. And so the, so like. If they're 2.2 like meters, they're accessible probably just from one side. It's not like half on one side, half on the other in these storage. Uh, mostly it's accessible from both sides, but it's one, it, there's no dividing wall in the middle. So you could okay. load skis into there, but then okay. again, not many people go skiing with caravans. Most of the caravans are um, not even registered in the winter uh, here in Europe. So you just pay taxes for them during the summer and in the winter you just store them somewhere. Okay. So they always have this argument like, oh, this is great for skis, but in reality, not many people go skiing. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, I, I guess I keep picturing the, um, you know, on, on Star Wars when they have the, uh, you know, they hide Princess Leia or whatever in the in the downstairs on the on the Millennium Falcon. You guys have yeah. seen that movie. Yeah, of I'm course. Sure, right? Of course. Yeah, that's a taller yeah. downstairs though. That's like a whole. Yeah, that's like a basement. It's like, it's like you know, the, yeah, they have a little little uh, <laughs> things cellar. where they can store people or skis or whatever else, I guess. 
Oh, um, I saw a tour from uh, Danny Ricardo, the uh, Formula One driver of his RV. And um, obviously his RV is just there for him to live in. He doesn't have to keep a lot of equipment in the RV because he's got the whole team that, that keeps the equipment. So where normal RVs have like their big storage room at the back where you can put in uh, a few scooters or bicycles or an ATV or something like that, uh, he's got a gym in there. So he's got a basement in his RV underneath his uh, his um, wow. his bedroom. Oh, stairs, is... He walks down and then there's just a gym with that a is... red bull fridge and all that kind of stuff. That is so cool. So, so he has like yeah. a, you know, like a bench press or like what, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's like got that. one of this uh, multifunction things where you can lay down and, you know, like a boat flex, press, whatever. Right. <laughs> Do they have a boat flex in Germany? Were they popular? <laughs> Is that uh, those things that they sell on TV? They do. I, I, yeah. I guess they're not. I guess they're not popular there. Is what, what Max says. I don't know that they're popular here. I just know them from TV. Yeah. yeah. I always love watching them. I still watch them if I can. Just late night uh, TV commercials. Yeah. It's um. You know they're popular here, but you know you'll see them. You won't see them used so much as just like on somebody's porch in some state of disrepair. <laughs> <laughs> but you know now that in the times we're living in, perhaps. You know, people have revamped their bow plexes. They're getting in shape. You know, trying to get get in better shape for whatever for whatever reasons. <laughs> um, I, I saw a documentary about the guy who invented a lot of the sports equipment that they sell on uh, TV uh, on infomercials. They're called right, mm -hmm. right, right. Yeah, and he was this really, really uh, how do I say it? Crazy, weird, <laughs> weird guy. Uh, he was. In, he was living in a retirement home, even though he wasn't retired yet. Uh, and, and he said, like, he wrote on the walls. So all the walls on his uh, apartment were covered with, with Sharpie. Because he said, like, oh, if I have a great idea, I, I just write it down. And who cares about the walls, right? It's, it's the ideas that count. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's not a bad idea, though. You know, you live in a retirement home. They probably, I don't know, maybe they make up your bed and stuff. And... Man, my grandmother went to this retirement home. They had this beautiful pool, and nobody was using it. I'm like, you know, he could. <laughs> you need a few young people out. to live there to make use of the facilities. Yeah, you could, yeah. You, I, was, I was thinking, you know, if you if you're having trouble getting business, you could just hire like hire models or something to hang out by the pool. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, this is. Uh... Uh, this guy, he was living in a proper. He had a proper house inside. It was like a retirement village. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I know these kind of places. <laughs> well, well. That being said, uh, you know, maybe he and I have something in common. I, I mean, would I've got a community I, pool? <laughs> I've got a community pool, and most of the people who live here are, are fairly old. <laughs> Although it's not not a uh, fifty-five plus neighborhood by any any means. <laughs> so that being said, all, all that being said, Max, how how did you come up with the idea for drawer slides? Oh, I mean, yeah, we were like, talking uh, about drawer slides, Jerry. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, I think. yeah. Uh, well, my dad bought an RV and he wanted something to store the store things in, you know, small things like accessories that you have. You, you get this giant empty box. It's like as big as a bathtub, basically, same dimensions, uh, the length of it. So uh, and how do you store stuff in there? You, you wouldn't just stack it on the floor. So you want some kind of boxes or drawers or something. And uh, they only had stuff for boxes but not really draw slides so you would have to take out the draw boxes and hold them in your hand while you look down into them and put them down in so, the mud or the rain too or yeah puddles or worse things that might be on the 
ground. Yeah, yeah, that that wouldn't be convenient at all. So basically, these people, basically anybody that doesn't have your drawer slides, has to pick up the boxes, slide them in, and you know, it just seems like a real a real hassle. Exactly, so that, and, and that's a lot of people want to build something like that, like you know, a long draw slide. And I see a lot of people actually build them. But uh, if you buy the draw slides that are 1.5 meters long, for example, they cost about 100 euros. Uh, and then you just have the slides themselves. And they're made out of steel and really, um, really heavy. So uh, my smallest draw slide is 1.2 meters long and it just weighs five kilograms. But if you buy, and it has a complete frame with everything on it. So it's oh, complete, nice. you know, with the boxes and everything. So, so um, it's but, like, it, you say drawer slide, it just basically goes on the base. I mean, it's not like, is it several levels or just one one level? Oh, I've got uh, one level, two and three levels. Okay. And uh, with one drawer slide, I mean a complete slide that you pull out and there's something on top of that. But uh, if you do a DIY build, only the slides themselves that are on the left and the right of the drawer slides, they weigh about 10 to 15 kilograms and cost $100. So. Uh, okay. It's not really worth it to build your own, I would say. Oh yeah, sure. Of course, the young young guys uh, they love making building the vans. They have fun doing it. So, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure that. I mean, was that kind of your motivation to begin with? I mean, your dad's like, "Oh, I, I don't have a part for this," and they say, "Oh, maybe I can make it," and then then maybe you realize that lots of other people need this. Yeah, that that, that was it exactly because. There wasn't anything good out there, no innovative companies. There were like three to four companies, but they didn't have the draw slides and they weren't, you know, engineering companies, I would say. They were people that are, I wouldn't say they do bad work. It's just not that innovative and they don't maybe have to know how with CAD, uh, with CAT and, you know, laser cutting aluminum right. stuff. Right. And what is what is the name? You want to say the name of your company? Or you would... I don't know. I never said it. <laughs> Well, like you, ever or just that, on TV? It doesn't matter. Well, it, that, yeah, that's, that's a, the weird thing. You know, I started with Max Maker, which uh, <laughs> obviously isn't even my real name. But <gasps> Whoa. Well, yeah, a big reveal for this show today. Uh, you guys heard it here first. And both things grew the business and Max Maker. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess it doesn't matter the name. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, you're like um, kind of like Pocket 83, I guess. You know, it doesn't. You're yeah, a little, a little anonymous. Yeah, even though he claims that's actually his name. <laughs> yeah, but we had a census in school. We always had to tick like, uh, "What do your parents do for a living?" And they they basically wanted to know if you're from a poor family or a rich family. So they did that not by what's the income of your parents. They did that by what's what what do they work at? And they always had to choose like it started with carpenter. <laughs> Which which was you could see the rank because at the bottom it was a lawyer or uh, or doctor. <laughs> well, that's that with... because, because here, I could be mistaken, but very good carpenters I think get paid probably that's better than lawyers sometimes. That's the thing. The carpenters in Germany, uh, if you're a good carpenter, you make a lot of money. Yeah, um, and if you're a bad lawyer, you don't make a lot of money. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> And garbage men in Germany make more money than policemen, some say. Hmm. Well, that's a... Uh, I wonder you know, if that's a, the garbage a... men or the policemen saying that. I had a, I had a... policemen saying that the garbage men make more because their job is more dangerous. <laughs> I mean, they could both be dangerous. I, I had a friend tell me one time that you in, can get in paid... In Florida, yeah. <laughs> what, being the garbage man? Oh, being policemen. 
Oh, but yeah, you know, the garbage man. Garbage man. You probably come across alligators, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind alligators. We actually had a couple of pet alligators growing up, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> is this really a believe it or not, like Ripley's? Am I supposed to? No, no, this is a real thing. <laughs> uh, there was <clears throat> there was Alex and he, he got away on the golf course, I think. And then there was Whipper and Snapper. And I don't know what happened to them. But yeah, I just remember coming home one day and, and my dad had a couple of alligators that he put in the bathtub for the night. And do they stay small else. if you keep them as pets, like goldfish, or do they get like, and then they get no, real they, big if they get out in the wild, or how does they they got a big bit bigger? We kept them in a um, a former grease pit for a crane. Yeah, this is a crazy story. <laughs> so yeah, we how had do a, you feed them? We'd feed them like sardines and stuff. <laughs> I'd be like probably. I'll have to like not publish this or something. I could probably get like in trouble for, for this. But... Well, you can't. You were a kid. Nobody. Yeah, and we don't. Even, and it's kid. believe it or not. We don't even know if we should yeah, believe this. You don't. You don't even know. This could be. This could, be un, <laughs> could be untrue. But, but there may have. There may have or may not have been a, a um, newspaper article about how a golfer got bit by an alligator. Man, we're really getting off subject here. I guess this is a real Florida man story. This is fantastic. Yeah, draw draw slides aren't that interesting anyway. Florida man, that's interesting. Well, somebody said I somebody said I wasn't you know I wasn't a Florida man, as in like giving me a compliment. I was like, mm, I don't know if that's actually <laughs> actually tr true. <laughs> Depends on what you mean by that. But no, Max, this 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 podcast is about you. You're our guest today. Oh, not, it's really not weird to, to be center of attention here. Well, you're an interesting person, I think. Well, so so are you, Pat? Of course. I hope so. I try. Myself, I, I guess. But all right. So so one more question about the about the drawer slides before we just go off on a total. Oh panic. yeah, we were talking about drawer slides. Yes, <laughs> Max. Max. So you do. You've done this. You've done whatever. You've explained it. You say it's not that interesting. Okay, we'll believe you. But you are working on something that I think you have a model on behind your head. Uh, something about pulling an actual car up. That's true. The... I, I, All I right. Get the model. Yeah. So this is. Ah, how do I hold this? Can't hold it too close. All right. So so Max, Max has like a. Oh, go ahead, Max. Yeah. Th th this is the back of an RV. So you have to think about the RV is like. Oh God. This long. So this is just the back garage where um, Danny Ricardo has his gym in. Um, and here would be the wheels. Uh, the outside shape is just a mock-up so I can print it, but the inside is pretty accurate. Um, so this one gets loaded from the back and you can put a car in here. So this is a Fiat 500, very popular uh, Italian car. You've got Fiat 500, right, in America? Yeah, yeah. I've we seen one before, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. I've seen, I've seen uh, the commercials. Yeah, they, they look nice, they're cool, uh, cool to drive and all, and it fits in here. But uh, yeah, you, you pull it in over, there are two ramps here. You pull it in like this with a winch all the way to the top. And then there's a little access hatch right here to, uh, to fix down the wheels. And that's a little bit cumbersome because you have to lean over and get in there. And obviously this is an RV for, uh, for older people, you know, uh, that have the money to actually buy one of these. So they don't want to always you know, lean over and fit it in here and fix something sure. here. So, so, it so would I, be guess, nice. I, guess, I guess for those listening, I mean, what, what Max is showing off is basically like a, like a cavity that goes in the bottom of, bottom of the back of an RV, correct? So, yeah. so basically, 
you can actually pull a car, a tiny car into this and it, it just conceals it like your little like portable garage, right? Is that kind of... Yeah, sorry, I, I forgot uh, that, that people are listening to this as well. No, no that's right. So yeah, it's like uh, the RV is the size of a bus pretty much. And in the very, very back where the number plate is, you can uh, suck in one of these Fiat 500s. And you've so got basically, like a, basically like, a, like a metal thing that comes out and sucks back in, almost like like it's got a tongue almost. So like the tongue oh, yeah. comes out. Well, that's, got... that's a new idea that, that you have a platform. Oh, okay. It goes out, you put the car on top, you put the car on top, and that whole thing gets then sucked in. So you can fix the car onto the platform on the outside, and then the platform okay. gets drawn in, and the platform is secured in place. So you don't have to climb in and you know fit some ratchet straps to the wheels anymore. You can do all of that outside. But you guys know the first thing that came into my mind when you're showing me this, right? At my age, Night Rider. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except, except you're pulling the whole ramp in. That's kind of cool. That's that's much cooler. Yeah, yeah. Because because on night now, it's it's funny the the generational gap here, Max, because we're Pat. Pat, because I'm like just a tiny. I'm not much younger than you, but I'm just a tiny bit younger than you. And I, I don't remember watching Knight Rider, but I do remember Spy Hunter. And you oh, would come yeah. up with your car and go be, behind the, the van and it would pull you in and you get some sort of missiles or something. So that's kind of the same the same thing, right? Yeah, will really it install missiles and oil slicks and things into your Fiat while it's in there? Oil, oil slicks? <laughs> well, it's, 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 I actually watched Knight Rider. Because here I in Germany, the, all the movies and, and, and the series, they came a little bit later, always with a delay. Oh, that makes sense. And then there was this, this cool boat from Hulk Hogan. Have you seen it? I think it was called Thunder. Oh, uh, Thun what's the name of that? Was it? Uh, I'm thinking a Riptide. That's the wrong show. Well, Hulk yeah, Hogan got a, got a Knight Rider kind of boat. And the boat was on the interior far, far bigger than it looked like from the outside. <laughs> I don't think I've... Was it a movie or was it a show? No, it I... was a show. It, it was a few episodes, at least. Okay. Because I think, I think sure I've watched some of that. He had like a, a sidekick. I don't remember much about it. It was... Yeah. Okay. Thunder in Paradise. Thunder, Thunder yeah. in Paradise. 1994. I think, I think that was... Filmed in the tip area, but I could could be wrong about that. Of course it was, yeah. Twenty two episodes. Oh, wow. now I'm gonna have to watch this. I wonder if you can. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, Pat, I guess. Uh, I'll be back later. Got... I'll. Be... <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll take a short break after... to watch this show and we'll report a, back. Take a little coffee break to watch this show, and um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Hulk Hogan's boat. You could uh, you could. <laughs> Could you pull up on it with a jet ski and get upgraded to missiles and oh and such? yeah, all that kind. Of, and I think he also had a um, one of these rooms inside the boat where you could exit the boat uh, with scuba gear from inside the boat. So it's like they have a little hole in the bottom of the boat that you can just jump in and then you're in the water. Oh, and he's got okay. a jet ski and a speedboat with some kind of machine gun on the front too. Here, look at all. Yeah, this. it had a machine gun. Yeah, and what? as well. The, the question I would have, though, is that this boat, you know, it's like a cigar boat, I assume, you know, not that big on the outside. So why didn't he just go over the side when he wanted to get in the water? Was he? Uh, for stealth, obviously. Oh, for stealth, yeah. obviously. That, that gives you a whole lot of possibilities. Like he can, you know, escape into the boat or escape out of the boat. 
without somebody noticing. Because he was kind of like a, I guess he was like a James Bond, just, you know, more American. So Hulk Hogan is the perfect, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. perfect actor for that. When I think You're of right. Hulk Hogan, I always think about, I, I watched his, like he had a reality TV show or something. And he got the, I think he got the dad of the year award, something like that. Well, some kind of obscure committee. And he was like, well, I really hope, and he was in tears by this point. I really hope uh, in a year's time, I'm going to be husband of the year as well. And then a year later, he got divorced. Oh, no. Well, I guess that didn't happen. Unless he got remarried. And then he was really nice to the new, his new bride, I, I guess. Yeah. Good... First, first, first try a charm. No, first. Second. Third, third tries. I don't know what if you, you know try enough is? times, maybe things work. <laughs> if you try, that's, a, that's a nice. Don't never give phrase. up. Never, never give up. <laughs> yeah, I think that, Max. I think the phrase is: if you try enough times, eventually Third it might times be charm. okay. <laughs> First times charm. Third that's time. the same. Yeah, I think it's third, third second time. I don't know third. how many. Now I don't know how many times it is. I think it's you third. said you learned American English. It has to be the third time. Third times, third times a charm. I think that's right. Yeah, Max. You know when they jump off the boat to scuba dive? You know how they fall backwards off the boat. Do you know why they fall backwards off the boat? Because if they fell forwards, they'd fall into the boat. And... <laughs> nice. You know, that's I was, a bad joke. Out... I'm sure. It's... <laughs> you know, being being a uh, Florida man, I am a. Certified scuba diver in. Um, Is that a requirement? I had, no idea, I had no idea what you're talking about. Well, you know, it's sometimes you can get grandfathered in because if you started scuba diving before they had a scuba certification, like my father actually did, I think, then, you know, you can just uh, do whatever, whatever you want. As a... <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the driving licenses in Germany. Uh, if you are a little bit older than how do I say this? If you if you had your driving license before, I think 1999, you can drive up to 12 tons of uh, RVs, basically. So my mom, she can drive a lorry, basically, like a big truck. <clears throat> I don't know how you call it. It's a truck in America. Uh, whereas uh, everybody that did it after 1999, they can only drive up to three and a half tons. So it's just a normal car. Hmm. So your mom can drive in, I think, Maybe you'd call it an eighteen wheeler here. Is that like a like yeah. a yeah, yeah, probably not well, a commercial. Eighteen wheeler is, like is a night one. Is it eighteen wheelers go up to forty tons in Germany? Okay, but she can only drive up to twelve tons, I think, or twelve and a half, something like that. Oh well, that's every old person basically only... they can drive whatever they want. Yeah, well, it's kind of like kind of like here in Florida, you know, the old people drive the giant Cadillacs and. Uh, you know, or, or that's the that's the stereotype at least. Um, I, I always see your your tiny houses. You know, I love watching tiny houses construction and so on. And you get this trailer, a tiny tiny trailer with like two wheels, and then they put eighteen tons of tiny house on there. And it's like, yeah, that's okay. I can I can uh, just just haul it with my truck with with my pickup truck. And here in well, Germany, you could do any of that. The, the maximum weight is like two tons or something for a normal uh, trailer. Well, you know, I, the thing I don't get about it is it's like, like, oh, we got a tiny house, tiny house, it's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why don't you just buy an RV? That's, that's not the same, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe I'm, uh, 
maybe I'm. I think we're missing something about it, Jeremy. There's something so, we don't understand. So if if you're listening to this and you um, if I'm wrong, then definitely point it out. Me. Hi at jeremyscook.com or in the comments or uh, Max. Thanks to your suggestion, you can email info at jeremyscook.com because that sounds all uh, complaints. Sorry, complaints. <laughs> I think think that works as well. Right? And if if it doesn't work, then it still works. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> it's going in the same bucket, either way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You know, with tiny houses, you can just get a refrigerator truck. That thing is already insulated. It's waterproof. What's the point of putting wood on the outside of your of your vehicle? Well, you know, with the refrigerator, you can't. You know, like, like kids can't play in the refrigerator. It's it's sealed, right? So you got to have some sort of oxygen. Well, you can. Oxygen you could put windows in there, of course. Or you could put lots of uh, lots of plants in there. So, you know, you exhale the carbon dioxide, the plants give the oxygen back to you. Plants. It's like a whole it's a whole whole ecosystem. And you could just live there for your whole life inside the tiny house refrigerator <laughs> truck. <laughs> a, new, a new society. It could be like an experiment for uh, maybe Elon Elon Musk. I, I, I think he's been invited to be on the show before. And maybe yeah. look, you know, even his brother, but he declined. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, they, we had a scheduling conflict, I believe, <laughs> and so that could be a prototype for your uh, your Mars Mars deal or whatever you're calling it, the Mars Mars deal. I think. <laughs> have you, you know, have you guys watched this Tesla... show Moonbase Eight? Moon what? Moonbase Eight with uh, John C. Riley's in it and. Uh, What's his name? I can't remember his name from Saturday Night Live. But they're it's a comedy. They're out in the desert on a fake moon base preparing to, you know, go to space. And <laughs> it, they don't have was, a refrigerated truck though. Was, I remember Biosphere. That was fairly terrible with the polish. Poly yeah, this is way better than Biosphere, for sure. Oh. Well that's that's not really saying much though, Pat. <laughs> I mean, so, right. I, I, I watched uh, Space Force with. Uh, oh, oh, that's fantastic! Did there... That was yeah, that was great. That Very was... similar styles of show. If you like one, you'll like the other. And this yeah, is... and he was also in one of these moon bases where they uh, he volunteered as a candidate. Yeah. For a moon base <laughs> on Earth, was it a moon uh, base Steve or a Mar Mars? Oh, that's Mar right. Yeah, either, yeah boots either on one. Mars. Because <laughs> yeah, because because that that show was great. Because you know, I watched some of The Office and kind of like toward the end, I got a little bored with it. I just you know, it's like, well, Steve Carell's not there anymore. I'm gonna where'd he go? What I'm gonna he peace go? out. But I heard the, he got uh, kicked out. He wanted to keep, stay on, but but uh, the, he was too expensive. Something like this. Oh well, yeah. I guess I guess everybody has <laughs> their price. It, you know, it wasn't a mutual agreement that they say, oh, it's enough. And I'm like, oh, we would love to have you, but if you don't want to, that's okay. It was more like. They left in conflict, I think. Hmm. Well, that's that's too bad. Well, anyway, Space Force. I hadn't seen him in a while, and it's like, wow, that guy's really really funny. <laughs> you know, you just kind of forget. I, I I think he was funnier. I don't know. I really liked him in that role as kind of a. I, I enjoyed I as, how often he wound up just randomly singing. In Space Force. In Space Force, yeah, there were just little musical numbers every now and Cook then. 
Kokomo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what, you know what my favorite part of that that show was when um, you know, there's that scientist Adrian, whatever his name is, but and then that that other scientist, the, the Asian guy, the Asian guy, he, yeah, you know, the, the guy Adrian's walking off and he says, "Yo, Adrian," like you know, like did they name him that just? It's like they named him that just for that joke, <laughs> just for that joke. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, tell you what, um. You guys want to take a coffee break and we'll come back and uh, talk some more. Um, sure. About whatever. What's this coffee break? I, I oh, read yeah. it in the show notes. Coffee break. <laughs> well, we actually go for well, coffee. Or... Yeah, well, we're gonna go to the Dunkin' Donuts. Right now, we've got a we've got a um, Uber Eats certificate that should be in your mail right now, and oh, that's, it'll be that's showing, cool. It'll be showing up at your door um, immediately. So. so, am I really supposed to go over and make a coffee? Well, you could if you want to. You that could, would be fine. You, if you like, okay, or you don't have to. <laughs> nice thing is, my girlfriend has home office now, so sometimes uh, she makes the coffee as well now. Nice. Well, that's that's nice. Yeah. I'm gonna make one. So yeah, we'll we'll talk to you. Oh, we're rotating. Uh, awesome. Well, when we come back, Max will actually have some new coffee, and that looks like a nice coffee maker. Yeah. All right, so Pat, we're doing our uh, our coffee break now. Apparently, I've got a lemonade as is traditional. I have a also Cobra a... Kai mug today. Nice Cobra Kai. And I've also got a flask of uh, of cold coffee that I'm not really drinking right now. But you know, in a first for this show, Max Maker, who's kind of a I guess I guess a guest for the uh, for the coffee break, he actually brewed his own coffee. It was it was amazing. We, we did. You know, I heard the machine just... going, Jeremy. But yeah, as we do every coffee break, we should probably give our top five Patreons a shout out, right? Max knows the deal too, as a former, yeah, f- former, uh, former host. So, so yeah, we want to say a big, a big thanks to Stuart Morrow, Brian Moses, Pat Regan, Positive Waves, and Stephen Booker. Thanks so much for your support. It, it means so much that you guys, you know, feel like uh, feel like this show is worth enough that you're willing to contribute monetarily. That's that's awesome. And Pat, what do we do if uh, what does some what does somebody do if they want to become a Patreon of the show? I should know that URL so I could read it yeah. to you, well, Jeremy. It's, I was... it's creativity podcast. No, wait, it's not actually <laughs> patreon.com. <laughs> patreon.com slash the create the creativity podcast. So yeah. Is that is that right, Pat? If I'm about to in... check. Yeah, you better check that. Steve so, yeah. Booker has been a real, real long time supporter. Yeah, no, he's uh, years now. Yeah, well, he's uh, we really appreciate that. We we appreciate everybody, but he was our first Patreon, and uh, as such, our, our longest running Patreon. So that's that's pretty cool. That's fantastic. So thanks for that. So so what what do you think, Matt? Pat does uh, creative <laughs> does Patreon dot com slash the Creativity Podcast? Does that work? That is absolutely correct, Jeremy. I have verified this. Okay. So, you know, before we go off into our, our other random discussions, I, I did want to wonder, ask about, you know, business in Germany versus like a business in the United States. Uh, not that you know how, what it's like to be in business in the U.S., Max, of course. But, you know, as far as you go, you know, here we would maybe form an LLC as, as I have. You know, I've got a consulting LLC. Now, there is it. Was it GBMH or GM, GMH? Uh, GBMH is what you set up if it's likely that you're going to go bankrupt at some point because the okay. company is on its own and you're not, uh, you're not, it's not your company. You're just managing the company. Okay. So, so do you have a, are you, 
what what do you what is your business are you a I, um, mine is a, a single business so i'm the owner of my business and if the business goes bankrupt i go bankrupt basically okay so yeah, proprietorship equivalent. proprietor so, so yeah i don't have a big risk of going bankrupt because i don't you know if you're in a construction uh, business uh, it's very likely that you know you start building a house and then suddenly you don't have enough money to finish it but that's not a risk that could happen here because you know right you're, you're selling drawer slides i mean you know if, if somebody represents yeah. your drawer slides you still have somewhere to sleep at night i, I guess I would... yeah i i don't have huge uh, liabilities with these drawer slides uh in terms of material and all of that um i don't have to make huge investments obviously if i would have to invest i don't know 100 grand to start the business um then there's a big likelihoodness that I can't recoup that 100 grand, but right. here with the draw slides, I, I just pay for the raw materials as they come in. So okay. not a risk and it's much less paperwork to do it this way. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, the other I, I thing guess... is if you have a GmbH, you have to put 20 grand into, I don't know, a trust fund, something like that. So if your business goes under that 20 grand gets, uh, is, is used to, to cover the costs of your bankruptcy basically. Okay. Well, the, yeah, that's interesting. You know, in America, an LLC is, I guess, probably, Matt, Pat, would you say that's roughly the equivalent of that? You know, I would guess so. I, yeah. yeah. But but that being said, it it is super easy to set up an LLC. I mean, you don't have to put $20,000 or wh no. whatever down. You send 100 bucks to LegalZoom and they do everything for you. Pretty much. Or like my, um, you know, my accountant set up, set mine up for me and I could, you know, I could have several if I wanted to. I yeah. don't see myself going, hopefully I don't go bankrupt anytime soon, but you know, it's kind of the same as you. There's very little, little risk with my business. I mean, I do writing in some projects. Exactly. You've got no risk whatsoever <laughs> financially. You, you well, don't have any expenses, right? Well, yeah. Well, I, I have some, I mean, I bought a laser cutter and various other things, but <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, I got to say we had, um, LLC does, does give you some tax advantages. I mean, you can write off your, some certain expenses and I'd say, and you can pay yourself in dividends. Some some of what you get, you get paid in dividends rather than actual income. So that that actually helps you quite a bit. So you know, if, if you're if you're doing business as a sole proprietor, um, I would I would absolutely recommend talking to an accountant and just seeing what what advantages you might have setting up an LLC and getting maybe taxes and S corporation or you know there may be other advantages depending on what you do. I mean, there's other. All kinds of corporations here, of course, but I think LLC is the popular one for, you know, people that don't don't have, you know, people that are kind of small time, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that being said, there are big businesses that are LLCs. I mean, I think Lucasfilm is maybe a LLC. Uh, I, I don't know for what that's for what that's worth. I have a I have a question for you, Jeremy, but I don't want to get you in any legal trouble if you say the wrong thing here. Uh, you know we, what? We we can we can edit. This we can way. edit it out. Okay. The you talked about the laser cutter being an expense, but that's an that that'd be an asset, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, it's, it's you know what? And I know that's the part I don't. I'm not good at this. But here in Germany, everything is an asset above a certain uh, value. I think it's two grand or something like that. Right. Well, when I when I worked for a uh, you know legitimate business, I do remember having to you know I'd build projects and stuff, and I, I usually had expensive, and they didn't always like that. Sometimes they'd like to you know have a capital capital expenditure, 
And I think like like with that, they would have asset tags that they put on things. So then when I don't really know what they yeah, did, but that's but really just which budget it comes out of. They have usually big companies. They have a capital budget and an expense budget, and but and ex, like for for us, an expense is a thing. You spend the money and then it's gone. There's no. But if you buy a laser cutter, you bought a laser cutter, and now you could sell the laser cutter next week and make money back. So it's a. I mean. Max is right about there being monetary. There's some point where it doesn't matter. Like a $100 thing doesn't matter, but a $2,000 thing might. Right. Your accountant would know what to do about this. This is, but I don't. Yeah. He gave me a little bit of a hard time about buying that, buying a router a few years ago. He's like, oh, is that for the computer? You know, he didn't, he didn't know it was a woodworking machine. I was like, no, it's for my business. And, um, you know, he didn't give me much of a hard time, but, but, you know, he, he works for me though. So why, you know. I, well, he doesn't want you to get audited and get in trouble. Yeah, I guess he doesn't want It's to... a bit difficult with, with YouTube because, you know, this started as our hobby, but we're making a little bit of income with it. But then there's also the uh, non-monetary value that we get from it in form, forms of, you know, knowledge exchange. So Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a great way. I'll have to remember that if I ever do get audited. Yeah. So, yeah. So I explain it to my, to, <laughs> to my accountant. Well, yeah, I, I guess... You know, me, everything's kind of rolled into one, but, but Max, I remember you saying something about your accountant giving you a hard time about YouTube and how you're not necessarily at the beginning, making... yeah. Okay. So, but, but, but now he got it and, you know, it, it's so intertwined that it's, it's easy actually now to, okay. to do it properly. But, but you actually, in Germany, they actually had to break down your expenses for, it seems like there's a little bit more granular you know, they want to know, okay, this is for this, 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 we're in America. It's no, there was like... a suggestion at the beginning, but he oh. didn't understand that it's so intertwined, you know, that okay. it's one workshop where I make all of the stuff. And, you know, sometimes I make a video where I build some furniture. So that's kind of, I, I would say the business is maybe education or entertainment, but then sometimes I show something from my actually business, actual business. So that would be marketing, you could say. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it doesn't matter how you find labels for it as long okay. as you, well, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it sounds like it's fairly, fairly similar in Germany to, to the U S how, how things work taxes, tax wise and stuff. Yeah. And guess. if you have a question, you can ask your accountant. And if he's got a question, he just asked the tax authorities, how should we do this? Oh, okay. A few years ago, a banker, he made a CD with all the uh, bank accounts of Germans uh, that had uh, bank accounts in, in Switzerland. And he sold that CD to the German tax authorities. Uh, and as soon the German tax authorities were like, okay, we can go through the CD and you know investigate every single one of these 50,000 people in here. And we just make it public and that's what they did. And then everybody started to um, go to the police and say, here, hello, I, I, I'm doing some tax evasion. So uh, please would like to pay what I own and nobody got a um, got a fine for that or, or, or punishment at all. So as long as these people say, yeah, I uh, avoided the tax and I want to pay it, um, then you don't get a fine or punishment or anything. Well, sounds like a, sounds like there was a happy ending to that, except maybe the guy who sold the CD. I'm sure people weren't too happy with him. Oh, he's in hiding, but uh, there, there were a couple of these CDs. <laughs> So the more the moral of this story is just do your best on your taxes, and if you screw it up, 
they'll help you it's it's figure it out exactly and... it's really really weird like yeah. for all the crimes you get punished but for this uh or or make sure your um your accountant doesn't own a cd writer <laughs> CDR. <laughs> yeah the more is just you know do it right well well max you know you talk about growing do you have any employees or are you a sole you know are you just working for yourself i guess you are uh, well i'm in the process of employing them now which is a little bit difficult uh, with this whole Corona thing. So I, I have uh, one candidate that I want to work here, but now it's a lockdown anyway. So he, he was supposed to start on December, but now there's a lockdown and um, well, it's no point in employing him now. Sure. So I have to wait until it can come in to actually work with the employment. So. Well, being the winter, I mean, you know, in Florida, whatever, it is what it is. I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt today, so it's actually fairly cold today. <laughs> but, um, you know, in the winter, I assume you don't sell a lot of drawer slides, or do you sell sell some? Or Yeah, well, in December, I don't sell a lot. It's, okay. That, that's a nice thing. It's a bit of a break now. It's very seasonal. And I think most people, they they are very focused on Christmas for the whole of December, and then as soon as Christmas is over, they're like, oh, yeah, we're ready year? for summer. What's coming up, holidays. So <laughs> <laughs> we got to make the RV ready. Right, right. So, but yeah, so um, I, I guess, you know, that being said, you know, what what do you guys think about me? Pat, you, you work for yourself. I work for myself. Same with you. Max, what do you guys what do you guys think? Is that <clears throat> that the way to go, or is it better to work for some for somebody else? Oh, I hate right, working for people. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. I mean, so sometimes it's go... fun for a while, but I don't like doing it for a long time. And Max, I assume you're you're happy owning your own business. As am I. It's um, you know, I, I guess I just keep keep thinking back to to when we had John Davis on, Max. You know, back in the day, you know, just saying, I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically, if if you think you might be able to work for yourself, you you just just do it. I mean, you you can pro most likely. I, again, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he seemed very encouraging for people that want to work for themselves. I mean, if you've got something of value to sell, it's, you know, it's basically one day you're not working for yourself and one day you are, it's like, uh, taking the blue pill or red pill or whatever. I'm not sure which pill you take to don't take both. Don't take both. But yeah, it just seems like, I don't know. I've been very happy with it. I'm sure some people aren't, but you know, you're pretty happy with your, your life working for yourself, Max. As far as definitely, yeah, but you know, there's if it's going great, it's going great, of course. Um, but if it's not, then it's <laughs> it's not going great. That that is true. It's um, you know, some people get a little bit flustered by the variation in income. I was telling somebody about like, yeah, you know, sometimes I'll make twice one month month that I do the next month, and like, oh, I couldn't do that. I'm like, well, you know, just thinking, well, you just got to make sure that bad month is. <laughs> good good enough you know and save a little bit too obviously yeah yeah i mean if you make profit everything is easy you know uh you're not struggling you can you know let your business flourish but if you're on the just on the edge of profitability and it really sucks it's like you know joanne kate rowling she's a billionaire now probably with her harry potter stuff so now she just can't be a philanthrope, but everybody says, oh, she's amazing for, for, you know, doing so much for charity. But obviously that, that's easy. If you have so much money, uh, you could do it if you're an average person. Yep. Sure. 
Well, you know, hopefully I'll <laughs> maybe someday I'll know. Uh, you know, we learned a few what... episodes ago. If you keep doubling your money every year for enough yeah, like, years, like listen to this, listen to this, Max. We had a guy on um, last episode. He said he he'd been doubling doubling his income every year since he started his Etsy shop. So, so like in a couple of years, Max, you should really hit him up for a you know just uh, how about a how about a million dollars here. Quick to note that this was there was going to be a limit to this, but but hey, you know, I guess um, I guess somebody's got to be uh, Jeff Bezos, right? I guess. Well, he already Jeff already is Jeff Bezos, uh, right? Jeff, he's he, he, he already is that guy. <laughs> but maybe <laughs> maybe we'll be maybe somebody will be asking what how I can be the next the next Max Maker. <laughs> yeah, how can, how can we be the next Max Maker, Max? Sorry, I, I didn't mean to ask I that question. Hear. I don't. That's a that's a personal question. I don't hear anything. We're all not talking again. Ted, how are your drones doing? They're doing all right. They're doing pretty well. We're uh, we're having fun. We're breaking things. We're uh, capturing fun video. Getting practice with the uh, the thumbs. Nice. And Max was commenting earlier, Matt, earlier, Pat, on your um, your headphones. They're they're extremely red. They are very red. I might have to change them out now that I'm on TV. Yeah, I've never been on TV before, and this is uh... sure. Well, you know, the Creativity Podcast is carried on uh, several networks in in American <laughs> Europe, so you know you'll have to <laughs> tune in. <laughs> hey, you know. And- so that that being said, you know, with with the you know, with uh, what, whatever these days, you know, you can notice like newscasters sometimes they'll be newscasting from from like their home office. Do you have do they have that in Germany, Max, or are they actually go into the studio, or do you watch the news? Because I, I don't actually really haven't watch seen somebody do it from home. No. Well, you'll you'll see it here sometimes, and you'll see them in their their office like or whatever. Colbert and and all the late night people. Okay. Well, I haven't watched him, but you know, some of like the local. Um, Local TV host, like news host, they'll be doing. We it don't even have them. We don't have local TV here. We have really? the big TV, and that's it. Hmm. Well, that's so. Yeah, they're, they're right. shooting from home. Yeah, so they're <laughs> shooting from home, and it's you know I can just I, I hear them, and I'm like, that there is a lot of echo in your room. Could they not buy you some some sound insulation panels? Or it's like you guys are professional newscasters, and I'm having as somebody yeah. with you know a couple thousand subscribers on YouTube. I'm really like thinking that's a terrible setup. It's like, well, why, why can't you do things? Jeremy, you know, you you are the one that just got up for a bathroom break in the middle of the uh, of, of the, 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 co- of the so. coffee break. There were, that was the opportunity. That was the commercial yeah. break in the middle. Commercial break, right? <laughs> you know, you guys are reminding me. I'm a little late to this. Yeah, I've been watching so much stuff. Everything on Netflix now has a drone shot somewhere in every episode of a TV show. And I'm amazed at how janky they are with the controls some of the times. You know, little bits of... Like, I wouldn't publish that on YouTube. And this is in this (laughs) professional TV show. How do they do that? Yeah, I don't know. It's a a shame. Um, It's uh, Whatever. It's not that much of a shame. It's... uh... I think it's something that you notice, and maybe I notice Max, and you know, maybe Pat and yeah. Max. But nobody else you know, notices. Nobody else, maybe nobody else notices, except for real, for the real drone people. 
You know, when the drones uh, really became affordable, the professional camera drones, uh, I, I, I used to watch a lot of uh, like uh, outdoor expedition movies and so on, you know, skiing and climbing and whatnot. And in the past, you had to be really, really, really rich to afford a helicopter to film you doing something. And then suddenly in one year, everybody just had their movies full of drone shots it was just drone shots anymore it was so boring because yep. always the you same drone the shot really of the story it's just yeah. you know a beautiful landscape in mongolia and then just beautiful white skiing in canada but you don't see the real struggle of the people that are doing this, these adventures well let me let me ask you guys because i i feel like i've noticed this myself a little bit but you know max doing youtube videos same thing with you pat you know when you watch tv or movies now do you feel like it, you're less immersed in the story and more like, oh, he made that shot. That's kind of a weird shot. I wouldn't have done it that way. I feel like I'm critiquing the, the people a little bit while I'm watching it rather than paying attention to the story. Do you guys notice that a little bit or not? Yeah. I thought it's maybe because I'm getting older that I notice more things. I, I noticed the good shots, the really good ones. And like, and then I'm like to my, my, my fiance, like, oh, do you see that? And she's like, yeah. But you, you shouldn't even notice the good shots. You should just think like, oh, this is a beautiful scenery I'm seeing. Not like, wow, those guys shot, set that shot up so great. It, you know, I just feel like maybe. I only I know, know enough about cinematography to know when they're breaking the rules. Like, you know, you're supposed to be looking into the frame. Yeah, I noticed this one a lot. But then every now and then you've got a guy looking, you know, with the empty space behind him looking. I'm trying to imitate this as best I can. He's way over here talking to somebody. I know every time they they break that rule and do it the other way, I notice it every time. Yeah, I'm sure there's other things I notice, but that I notice a lot. Well, Max or Pat, you know, being what we were talking about earlier, I guess the first time was it the first time somebody ever broke the fourth wall? You know when that was, right? No, smoking the bandit, smoking the bandit, right? When he's that's the first time. I had a, maybe the first time of, of note. I don't really know, <laughs> but somebody told me that I am just repeating it. Um, well, breaking the fourth wall, isn't that the free penny opera? I don't know. Oh, forget about it. I don't know. I only know it's uh, talk, talking to the audience, like you know, acknowledging that the audience is, yeah. is there. Well, well, listen guys, I, you know, oh, I've, actually gotta, I've actually got to go pretty soon. <laughs> that reminds me of the Office episode where uh, they always uh, break the fourth not is doing the the uh, the, the play. He, he's doing like the community theater play, uh, and Sweeney Todd. They yeah, played. Sweeney Todd, and it just went horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, who can who could who could imagine that? <laughs> Max, where can we find you on the internet? Like and subscribe and yeah. stuff. We've got a yeah, yeah. Just Google Max Maker on YouTube, and you find a green logo with the two M's. Yeah. How about you, Pat? Where can we watch your drone videos? You can watch me on YouTube. There's a way to find me on YouTube, but it's apparently very hard. Me and Jeremy <laughs> had some trouble this week, but there'll be a link down in the uh, in the description down there. I'm sure. Yeah, and likewise with me. So, you know, same thing. I think Jeremy Cook might come up, or certainly Jeremy S. Cook. And if not, it'll be somebody else. Yeah, and, maybe, and they'd maybe like some clicks too, too, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they appreciate it. <laughs> I really liked your laser cutter video. That was very oh, interesting. 
thanks so much. Well, I'll have a little bit more on that later, I'm sure. So, yeah. Well, th- thanks, Max, for coming on. Sorry, sorry, I had to cut it off so soon. I mean, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later then. Yeah. All right. It was good to talk to you, Max. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to be here. Thanks. <laughs>